welcome to the Disrupted Workforce, simplifying today's massive disruptions to work, skills, purpose, and what it means to be human with honest conversation, actionable insight, and a sense of humor. I'm Alex Schwartz. And I'm Nate Thompson. And we are your humble hosts. Alex and I are excited to introduce you to your next colleague and companion, but they are not human. Today at The Disrupted Workforce, we're talking about physical robots. Now we, the royal we, have always been fascinated with robots helping us to make life easier. We grew up with Rosie on the Jetsons, R2-D2 and C-3PO in Star Wars. And in recent years, robots are taking over the big screen. You've probably seen movies such as Robots in 2005, WALL-E in 2008, Big Hero 6 in 14, Next Gen in 18, and Ron's Gone Wrong and Mitchell's vs. the Machines were both smash hits in 2021. But unlike the robots on the big screen, we're talking about real life physical robots at work and at home. And yes, both Alex and I have young kids. And yes, we watch a lot of kid movies. A lot of kid movies. <laughs> so guys, confession here i am a huge star wars nerd and have been from the very beginning like many of you i found c-3po as annoying as hell but i absolutely <laughs> loved r2d2 and you know life comes full circle in some funny ways so two weeks ago i take my six-year-old son jagger to disney hollywood studios and we spend most of our time in disney's star wars galaxy's edge theme park and this is their new theme park devoted to all things Star Wars, and it's super cool. You should definitely check it out if you're making a trip down to Orlando. Now, you can make a special reservation. You can go to the Droid Depot where you build your own droid, and you can choose from the BB-8 unit from the more recent Star Wars films or R2-D2. So Jagger chose BB-8, and he's pulling all these pieces off the, you know, the assembly line and figuring out how to put it all together. And one of the add-ons, because of course they have add-ons because it's Disney and they're constantly yeah. finding ways to you know, make you spend more money, is a personality chip. And so you could choose whether to make your droid nice, sassy, like the cashier, or mean. And he actually chose nice, which I thought was very sweet. And it was it was so neat to see so him cool. put this thing together and have this experience and, and, and just like the excitement around, I built my own droid. And so we have one of these things now zipping around our home which of course brings to life what we're sharing with you guys today in an even more visceral way and it's just yeah. you know this this brave new future is here it's so cool and it's a great example of the investment pitchbook reported that the global investment has soared over the past seven years in 2015 it was 1 billion by 2020 the investment was 5.4 and in 2021 a global record 15 billion was invested in robotics. North America laid out more than 2 billion for almost 40,000 robots in 2021, and that's all to help them contend with the record demand and pandemic-fueled labor shortages. Folks, this is also operational efficiency, automation, artificial intelligence is all woven into there. Already in 2022, 644 million of VC funding has poured into robotics and drones, so things are definitely heating up. And one example, something very unique, is Sophia. Hanson Robotics created the world's first citizen robot that is an innovation ambassador for the United Nations Development Program, and you may have seen her on the Jimmy Fallon Show. It's, it's pretty amazing, and it's definitely 
uh, one of the most advanced humanoid bots in the world, but it's also a little bit weird. Also a little bit weird, but <laughs> Sophia is definitely one to watch. And to your point of how advanced she is, she's definitely among the forefront of where things are going and what AI in in robotics can actually produce in terms of experience, interactivity, and intelligence. Um, it's 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 pretty mind blowing. Um, Another innovation that we are paying close attention to is this new rent-a-robot trend or robot subscription services. And typically, these are for you know robots, Nate, that cost more than $100,000, right? So the robots that cost more than $100,000, they can work as cobots, they can work on the assembly line, and people are, companies rather, are renting them for $10 to $12 an hour um, for you know positions that they may be paying 15 to 18 bucks an hour plus fringe benefits for so that's pretty compelling especially in the global pandemic where there's been this labor shortage where we've seen this race to automate which we've been talking about since we first launched this podcast back in 2020 you know this all comes full circle and i don't think this rent a robot trend is anything that's going to abate anytime soon Definitely. If you've ever gone to Home Depot or Lowe's and rented a physical piece of equipment, it's the exact same thing, only with a sophisticated robot. So Alex, let's dive right. in and let's discuss the latest robots hitting the market. Uh, we got some work robots, we got some home robots, and some of the industries. It's a lot of industries that they're showing up in. Oh my God, it's crazy. I mean, we're talking hospitality, rehab, surgical, medical, caregiving, industrial, food service delivery, education, Security. I don't know if people have seen the security robots that are going around Los Angeles airport these days. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And even childhood development. So what's noteworthy here, guys, is that many of these home or individual solutions are coming in around the $1,000 price point or less, which means they're really accessible for a lot of customers and definitely you know, tilt the future towards one where we're going to see a lot more adoption happen quickly. So... On the work robots front, in the restaurant industry, a few examples, Misa Robotics created this chippy robot for Chipotle, which seasons and puts lime on their famous tortilla chips, especially during peak uh, ordering times. The same robot is also being used under a different name, Flippy, as a burger flipping robot for White Castle. And they're also doing a pilot with Buffalo Wild Wings. And then there's Potsy, all these I ending names, right? Is the world's first autonomous pizza robot, and that can make 80 pizzas in an hour. And I just want to point everybody to the fact that low wage workers in the fast food industry are one of the most targeted groups for automation, especially in the last year or so. Yeah. In construction, Canvas Robotics created a drywall finishing robot. My buddy Human is a partner in Menlo Ventures and he introduced me to one of their portfolio companies. This robot handles one of the dirtiest jobs in the business and it's actually hard to get talent for this job because it's extremely manual, time consuming, labor intensive, and messy. So if you lost your drywall finisher, you can actually turn to Canvas and say, we need help. Close the gap. Can I just point out that your buddy's name is Human, which sounds like human, and he's investing in robotic companies? <laughs> he is a super progressive, awesome guy. He's in the right space. Yeah, very, very cool. I, I love the example. I totally love the example. In nursing and elderly care, 
there are a lot of robotic solutions that are coming to life, right? So one of the big stories of last year was a nursing assistant robot called Moxie, M-O-X-I, developed by Diligent Robotics out of Austin, Texas. And Moxie, as a nursing robot, delivers personal protective equipment, medicine, carrying tests, lab samples. It picks up and drops off items to patients, such as blankets, water, linens, etc. And, you know, this was piloted during the pandemic when nursing staff was totally overwhelmed and they found it so helpful because Moxie was doing tasks that can consume as much as 30% of a nurse's shift. In a single shift, Moxie can complete as many as 75 75 10-minute tasks, wow. which is incredible. So robot helpers for the elderly, it's noteworthy, are also on the rise, okay? So we talked about nursing. Let's talk about specific solutions for the elderly and in retirement homes. So there's RoboBear, which looks like a large human-sized teddy bear, and it lifts elderly from their bed to their wheelchairs. And Nate, I really want one of these to put me to bed at night. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm going to ask Andrea. I'll be like, can we get a RoboBear? Um, there's Romeo, which is more advanced and also a lot more expensive. Romeo is about $335,000 last time I checked. And this is an elderly assistant. It opens doors. It climbs stairs. It finds and reads for objects. It even gives reminders for appointments and medications and possibly could even learn to cook pancakes from what I've read, which would be super cool. I mean... I think I think everybody wants some Romeo robot pancakes, right? Yeah. You know what's cool about this space too is it's very heart-centered. When you think about we're getting older, people are living longer, and you have a shortage of nursing staff, you have a really interesting social problem to solve here. Why not find a way for robots to help with some of these mobility tasky rote things that, you know, 30% of your shift saved. That's huge. It's totally huge. And on the other side of that is the ways that could, it can help them that are perhaps less expected. So Romeo, for example, in a retirement home can learn people's likes and dislikes through conversation and then figure out how to do some social matchmaking within the home to create more connectivity and community. And that to me is just, that's kind of amazing yeah, as well. Friendship, caring, as weird as it sounds, making a connection with a robot, it's someone's there helping you caring about you human and robot and that augmentation is okay in hospitality alex um the hotel industry was hit hard by the pandemic we know that staffing has been tough housekeepers are hard to find it's high turnover and Cirque Plus launched the Cirque Plus Clean. It's a contactless guest room sanitization system. This is a touchless sterilization system that dispenses uh, EPA fluid that is totally autonomous. It's internet connected, so IoT, and this robot's called Seabot. You don't have to have a human there to sanitize the room, and that matters a lot to us. Robotic Purell machine. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Okay, guys, switching gears to robots for the home. And we want to talk about robots for the home. I know this is the disrupted workforce and we're focused on work. But talking about robots for the home, because some of these applications do actually fall into the category of work that you could hire people for in your home. And some of these applications absolutely, we think, are leading towards other solutions that could come to life soon in the office. So for child development there is moxie again this is m-o-x-i-e 
Moxie is super cute. It looks like the robot out of Ron's Gone Wrong, and it is a social and emotional intelligence robot for kids aging 5 to 10. And if you've seen the interviews with parents, as I have, or if you've seen the clips of it interacting with children, as I have, it's pretty amazing um, the level of caregiving, to your point earlier, Nate, that this robot is actually doing with small children. I was I was surprised. You know, my initial reaction was, oh my gosh, like, this is a parent's job. I feel perhaps some aversion to even thinking about bringing one of these into the home. Um, but I was really, really impressed. And I actually felt that, you know, parents could stand to to learn some tools and tricks, you know, from from this robot that they could then make their own with their child. You know, we have social emotional development at our school, the school the kids go to. And I guess I kind of see it like just an extension of that. It's one more piece of learning those tools in a way. Mm -hmm. So no conversation about robotics and automation is complete without Amazon, the 800 pound gorilla in the room always. Yes. So they've got, they've got a new robot called Astro. And I think this is absolutely one to watch. It was launched in September last year as an invite only. And in some ways, it's an Alexa on wheels, but it has a lot more features. It's the size of a small dog. It's got these cute digital eyes and expressions. And it even uses facial recognition to perform commands for individuals. So I could say, you know, go bring Nate a, uh, a Dr. Pepper, and it'll do that, <laughs> you know? Because Nate, that's, I, don't drink I just that. assume that that's what you drink. So, you know, and it has a screen and camera for, for doing video calls and also home surveillance, which, you know, feels a little big brother. But actually, Amazon has really thought out the privacy concerns and how these features can be utilized without giving Amazon all your data, which I think was super, super smart because I think we're all scared about, about how much data we are giving to Amazon. That's for sure. Um, Last but not least, it has a telescopic camera that extends up from the unit four feet, which I think is kind of a genius design feature to add to such an otherwise small robot to give it greater utility. And I think that because of all the success that Amazon has had with Alexa, they've got a built-in audience for this, right? Robotic Alexa Plus. And I'm going to predict that I believe this will be the first mainstream home robot. And I sort of imagine it's like when everyone who owned an iPod had such an easy time buying the iPhone when it came out in 2012. I mean, there is a built-in market for this. And with Amazon's size, scale, and competitive pricing, I think it's going to be really hard to beat as a mainstay in a lot of homes. Yeah. If you already have an Alexa, it's really easy just to bump. In home automation in the kitchen, Moly Robotics created the first world's first robotic kitchen. We've all seen robots that build cars, and you know how those arms look. Like they swing around, pick up a door, and, and you know, connect it to the car, and it's this very sort of fluid experience. Well, now you have that in your kitchen. Imagine a stainless steel, beautiful robot that comes out of a cabinet, is on a track in the ceiling, and springs to life to make your dinner. It actually makes complete meals. There's a beautiful LCD interface, touchscreen interface. You configure and customize to your taste and diet what you want this robot to make, and it literally makes your dinner. 
Holy moly guacamole. <laughs> I wonder if that's the play on the name right there. Holy, holy, <laughs> holy moly. moly. All right. I, 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 give them, I give them that tag for free. Send me, send me a royalty <laughs> check at the end, guys. Yeah. Honestly, this thing is so handsome. It could literally be on the cover of Architectural Digest. I mean, yeah. it is... It looks like something out of like Tony Stark's home in the Iron Man. Yeah, movies. like totally. it is slick. It Beautiful. is really, really slick. All right, man. So you and I have looked at I don't know dozens, hundreds of different robots in researching this episode, something like that. I gotta ask you if you had to pick one robot to try out or use in your home, what would it be? You all are gonna thank me. It's somatic. It's the bathroom cleaning robot. Raise your hand if you like to clean your toilet. That's what I thought. This is a mini fridge on wheels. It has an arm attached to it and it handles the dirtiest job in the house. Thank you. This is the hashtag dirty jobs robot. Oh my God, I want it, I want it. We gotta include this in the show notes, where to buy somatic. Right. <laughs> so for me, I was really blown away by this robot at Georgia Tech. I don't know if it's pronounced Shimon or Shimon. It's S-H-I-M-O-N. And this is a robotic musician marimba player. So, Nate, this thing's got four arms. It's super cool looking, super friendly looking, and it can listen to, understand, and collaborate with other musicians using AI and a collaborative algorithm. And the music that this robot is able to create is totally inspiring. And the playfulness of seeing other musicians interact with it is also inspiring. And this is, you know, for me, this is one of those rare moments where you really see technology doing something that is so beautiful and surprising and delightful that it just doesn't even feel like tech anymore. And uh, I, was, I was blown away when I discovered this thing. That's super cool. Do you have a robot in your home? So Andrea and I have a Roomba knockoff. It's not the Roomba. I don't know who makes it. It's one of the cheapo versions. And, <laughs> you know, it's great on a kitchen tile floor, but you put it in the bedroom and this thing is like eating socks and chewing up the rug. Like it's not very inspired, but, you know, it's a start. You can see How the about potential. You? Uh, we have two. The boys uh, have a Lego robot and a Gmoo robot. Both are configurable into multiple configurations. The boys get to use all the servos and the robotic pieces. And then we use a smartphone app to connect to the bot and make it start to do its thing. One of the coolest configurations of the Lego robot is it turns into a guitar and you can actually play it, which is pretty sweet. Very, very cool. All right, folks. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. This is our first mini-episode, which is essentially a trend report on things that we find really topical and interesting that we want to share with you. And as always, our goal is to keep you informed of these emergent trends with real-world examples and help you understand, embrace, and prepare. So what does prepare mean in this case? It means being curious to explore this trend and potential for robots to help us in many, many ways, and also paying attention to the ways robots can do things faster, better, smarter than we can, and to ensure that your job is not one of those. So, you know, it might sound crazy, even scary, to have your kid talking to a robot that can support them with their social and emotional needs, but it might just be a good solution. 
the bottom line is stay open-minded to how these things are evolving. Stay open-minded to the idea of what does it mean to be human in this brave new age of AI and robotics? And how can we allow these various solutions to actually add value to our lives versus compete with us? And also recognize where we are competing. Essentially, what was once sci-fi has now become reality. The number of companies that are investing, innovating, and bringing business and consumer-friendly pricing to these solutions means a democratization of robotics that is no longer Star Wars, a kid's animated movie, or the Jetsons. This is reality. Thank you for being with us today. In a world where attention is scarce and content is abundant, it means a lot. If you like what you heard, please be sure to give us a rating. Five-star reviews are of course acceptable, and please also share this with your people at work and at home. The Disrupted Workforce was created to address the transformational change that's already begun and to help individuals and organizations grow in these dynamic times. We are excited to be on this journey with you, and we are here to help. See you next episode.